I say uh, a lot. I'm sorry. I just noticed I was doing it. Random interjection into the podcast. I apologize because I recognize I'm doing it and I'm working on it. That's going to be one of my Lenten sacrifices. So, okay. uh, <laughs> There he goes. Welcome to the St. John Alive Podcast. We are here doing episode three of our Lenten series. And we're joined today by Josh Pescarolo, Summer Smith, and Sarah Smith uh, to, to uh, continue our conversation about Lent. And we're getting a young adult perspective today. And uh, so I'm super excited. Why don't uh, Josh and Summer, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourselves? Uh, my name is Joshua Pescarolo. I'm 20 years old. I work here at St. John's with the maintenance department. Um, my hobbies, I guess, are fitness, um, pretty much anything that's outdoors. Um, I really like to shoot, and it's uh, pretty much me, yeah. I've uh, lived in Fenton now for about four years, and I've been a Catholic for about the same amount of time as well. So Awesome. Yeah, that's pretty and much. Rumor has it you're kind of a gearhead too, right? You work on your car a lot? Um, yeah, I, I have a Volkswagen, so to me um, it was an interesting car to work on. I'm really, really into a lot of uh, German engineering and stuff. Nice. Um, and it's a diesel, which I really enjoy. Oh, sweet. So it's a completely different engine. Um, a lot of stuff I get done at places, but I do research a lot of the things that I can do myself because it is significantly cheaper. Nice. Yeah, no, I For totally sure. agree. Mechanics <laughs> yeah. try to overcharge a lot. <laughs> awesome. All right, Summer, tell us about yourself. I'm Summer Smith. I'm 18. I study at the University of Michigan Flint. I'm doing pre-PT following the health science route. I know I got that whole thing planned out. Um, I currently am working in the admissions office doing orientation leadership for nice. the summer. So right now we're doing doing office hours and helping out events. Um, I'm on the Flint golf team that I actually had practiced today. Went pretty well. Kind of cold, but four layers. It's a rough day to play golf. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. It was just a little cold. Your fingers kind of stopped working after a while. Very we nice. were supposed to go to Tyrone, but the snow started snowing. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice. Very cool. All right, and we're joined yet again uh, by our uh, faith formation extraordinaire. That's what we're going with, Sarah Smith, uh, who who uh, this was the episode in debate, so she is sticking with us through the Lenten series, whether she likes it or not. So, um, all right, so we're here and we're we're talking about um, Lent. We're talking about being a disciple in Lent, and we're getting a young adult perspective. So, lay it on me. What are some of the the um, like the nuances of of being in your generation in the church? In 2023, um, what are some of the like the struggles and the challenges and the triumphs that you guys have faced, and and what are some things that you're looking forward to headed into this Lenten season? I feel like it's hard to stick with one thing Is to it? give up. I've I think I haven't really decided decided, but like I'm trying a few things out to give up or do because you can also do things continuously. Like let's say I mean I already do this, but like go to the gym every day or mm -hmm. work out some way. Like I already do that, so it's not like I can. But that could be something for someone else. I like how you qualify that. I already do that every day. I'm just saying, because that, that was hard to start. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, absolutely. I agree. Uh, that, what is that called? When you do it every day. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Consistent? Yeah, consistency. consistency. <laughs> that was hard to keep yeah. up at the beginning. But once you get there, it's like that, I, what they say, like six weeks of doing the same thing. Yeah, it becomes it a It becomes a habit. So, I nice. mean, kind of doing that with lentil, lent kind of things, that, that's yeah. kind of a way to do it. Nice. So, what what new things are you trying this year that you haven't tried? I'm trying chips. That's really hard for me. Getting getting rid of them. Yeah. Nice. I don't. <laughs> it's hard for me. I hadn't even thought of that. Like just just eliminate chips. That yeah. actually would be really any kind. I don't care if they're healthy or not. Nice. There was one year I did pop, and I don't really drink pop at all anymore because of it. So, I mean, 
it's kind of becomes a habit, like I said. Nice. That's awesome. Summer's a really big fan of the sweet potato chips. Oh my gosh, don't bring those outside. <laughs> I looked at them this morning. I was like, dang, I can't eat those. Now mom's taunting you. <laughs> hey, remember sweet potato chips? Awesome. What about you, Josh? Um, so for me, this uh, Lent season, I gave up uh, particularly just beef, which um, I eat a lot of beef. So um, it's part of my like part of my diet. Um, I would like to try like an all beef diet after Lent. <laughs> okay, but um, go back the other direction. The yeah. Okay. Um, no, I love burgers so much, and um, also. Because of the way I train, I and I have a fast metabolism, so I'm allowed to pretty much eat whatever I want and not really have to worry about it affecting me in any way. Um, but yeah, no, I'm like all on chicken right now, so nice. it's kind of hard. Um, I would also say when you're young, if you're going through Lent, um, I think it's good to have a fellowship of people you can kind of <coughs> hang out with. Nice. Yeah, we uh, we have great discussions out there and um, do Bible study one week, and then we kind of do like a just a fellowship with the other night, um, and we just... Yeah, we'll talk about kind of whatever is going on right now. And uh, yeah. right now it's been Lent. But, yeah, we, we had an interesting discussion about all the things we gave up. Um, yeah, also with Lent, I also do try to incorporate something new. So um, I tend to go to the gym about four to five times a week. Um, and I hate going in the morning. Uh, but I've been trying to go at 6 a.m. before work. Um, Oof, that's early. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's also it's supposed to be better to go later. But... I like to get the if I can start my day out with a good workout, it's pretty good. Um, I feel like for me at least, because I go to the gym early in the morning typically because it's less busy. My thing I would say to you is it, aim for that feeling that you get after the gym because when you go, you don't want to go, but that you want that after feeling. Yeah, in the morning especially, that's that's a hard thing in the morning is that after feeling because I usually go four thirty, five thirty, um, and I'm feel great heading in, feel great heading out. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, one thing I've learned over time is that like everybody is completely different, right? Some people like the mornings, that's where they thrive. Like that's their bread and butter. And for some people like me, that's just, it just doesn't happen. I, I tried to join the 5 a.m. club for years and I realized I was like, I was driving myself. I, I was like trying to get an e-ticket to the hospital is what I was doing. So yeah. uh, I had to back off of that a little bit because, you know, sleep is, is one of those things that has to be in, in relatively high proportion in my life. So, um, no, that's awesome. But so you mentioned, uh, that you have a really strong fellowship and, and yeah. this really like this foundation of discipleship, which is super key for a ton of things. Uh, yeah. So that's awesome that you have that, uh, going. So is that something that you've, you've worked into your fitness routines for both of you? Like, is that a thing that how you got there? Was there accountability in that? Or was that just like a personal grit? Like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to die hard. <laughs> For like, me, it started off as like, oh, my friends were starting to go. We all were kind of trying it. But I mm -hmm. found out I liked to go about myself far more. I felt like I could push myself and I, not like my friends were going to judge me, but I feel like I could push myself a lot more by myself thinking about. I feel like you kind of get distracted when you go with your friends, low key. But they are very good to talk to outside the gym with supporting you in different ways, but maybe not. Oh. I got you. you so, I mean? so get them to like bolster you up, but definitely don't take them to the gym. I don't know. Maybe that's just my experience. <laughs> I like going by myself personally better. Yeah. No, to each his own, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Sure. What about you, Josh? Um, so for me, I started going to the gym when I was 13, 14 years old. Nice. Um, practically when I started high school. So it was with the football team. Um, so I was just a great group of guys there. Um, then I did wrestling, which you we didn't really go to the gym, but we would work out during practice for three, four hours in an insanely hot room. So, um, 
And then when I was uh, when I moved to Fenton in my junior year, I did football. I didn't do football that year. I just did wrestling. Um, and I was really just working out at home, which I've been doing since I was like eight. Nice. But when I really got like very invested was my senior year of high school, and I said, okay, I'm not doing any more sports. I'm gonna just focus like purely on the gym. And I went down to CrossFit and started it on my 17th birthday. And I've been doing that ever since. And I, I try to go about four times a week, but it's always like a class kind of thing. Okay. Um, and I personally have a lot more fun working out with people that I know that I can talk with. Um, so we'll kind of just, you know, sit around and just bullshit afterwards. So it's kind of fun. Uh, but yeah, I, I find it easier to work out with friends. I think it's more motivating. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, it, it always depended on what we were doing. Right. So like <laughs> once upon a time I was in the fire Academy and I remember specifically like that, that crew of guys would work super hard. Right. It was a killer group of guys, but, uh, anytime they told us that PT in the morning was like a weights day and we went to the gym, like everyone just sat around and chatted and did nothing. <laughs> but when the instructors like kicked us out and they're like, no, you're going to go haul logs around the field and like drag hoses for miles and all this other stuff. Like we did it. And it was, so it just kind of depended on what the, what the context was, but yeah, weight rooms were like a temptation to just sit around and do nothing and chat yeah. and like pretend like you're like curling or whatever. But, um, yeah, no, so it just depends. No, I like that. That's cool. So what, what, um, like, what do you, how are you incorporating that into your Lenten journey? Is this something that you're like, you're trying to take it to the next level during Lent or is this like, you're kind of in maintenance mode on that and you're trying to work other things in and what's the, what's the bigger picture here? Uh, well, for me, so I typically eat before I go to the gym. Um, I've now I'm usually waiting like two two hours before I go, um, which I didn't think would be that big of a challenge. Seeing as when I was wrestling, I wasn't eating hardly at all because your goal is to cut weight. Sometimes I would go having like maybe an apple for the whole day, but uh, recently since I've come out of that, and I usually am eating before I go to the gym. Now getting back into that routine is somewhat harder. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Lent's all about sacrifice. So a lot of times I'll pick up new sacrifices as I go, which is, which one of them is now not eating before the gym, which I started like last week. Um, it's been pretty hard, but yeah, I come home and I've eaten. I'm pretty much good after that. But yeah, I, I think as Lent goes on, I tend to find new sacrifices and a lot of times they'll end up being more than just one thing that I'm giving up. Um, and uh, depending on how those things will impact me, I'll tend to keep them up too. So, yeah. Any thoughts on that over there? Yeah. So I kind of use the gym to study, actually. So I typically do cardio on the tread for like 30 minutes. Nice. Either end or start. Maybe both sometimes. Depends on how I'm feeling that day. I really like ending or starting with that. So I actually study my flashcards while I'm doing that. So I can kind of multitask. But then it also like lets me have time to like when I'm not on the tread doing weights or something, I can think about like my mental health and like get through that. Or if something's bothering me, I can kind of think about it during that. That way I'm still doing something, but it's not like completely destroying my life. Like, I don't know, yeah. like taking time away from like, like other times when I need to be focusing on something. I got you. So you're, you're, you're finding a balance while killing it in the gym. Yeah. I like that. Cool. Uh, so what, uh, how, how has this, this journey because, you know, I didn't realize this was going to be an episode on fitness, but that's how it rolls <laughs> with young adults sometimes, right? Um, so how is this journey, like, through Lent, how is this this uh, practice and discipline, how has this improved your, like, your spiritual outlook? It opens you up to a lot more, I feel like. Yeah, what do you mean? Like, because I feel like I have a clear headspace, so that I can have, be open to a lot more ideas and thoughts and feelings, and, like, 
oh, I do have a lot. Like, for me, it was, like, I felt like I didn't have time to do anything. And, like, the gym showed me, oh, you can have, you have time for stuff if you make time for it. You nice. might not think you do, but you can. Nice. Like, how, like what areas of your life have that, has that carried into? Like, school, that actually. Really? Yeah. Nice. Like, I always felt like, oh, I have such a long day. I have no time to do anything. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> time. Yes, you do. If you have to, write it out. That's what I do. Some days it's easier than the others, and that's what happens. But you have time if you really want to make it. And that goes for anyone. So if someone else is making time for you, they could. They just choose not to. Got you. I got you. Uh, so for me, uh, the gym has always been more of an escape, I guess, for me for, like, for, I guess, my mental health or any sort of stress or, like, you know, when you feel depressed. So the gym is, uh, for me, one of the biggest rushes of dopamine, mm-hmm. um, and which is probably why I enjoy going later in the day after I've had everything come down on me. So... If I'm really stressed, whether I'm feeling stressed or not, if I'm going at the end of the day, then I know all my stress is on me. And then the minute I hit the weights, dopamine is just flowing through my body. So um, when I come out of the gym, all the stuff that I've had to go through that day is mixed in kind of with that dopamine. It helps me have a better night and then I'm good for the next day to go, you know. So I feel like um, the gym for me is more of an escape from all like hardships that I've had in a single day. Um, and a lot, you know, it's, it also comes down to discipline because if you don't feel like going, you still got to go because it's, you know, if that's like how you feel better about yourself, then you truly need to go. And even when you don't feel like it and, um, yeah, I've always had kind of a, 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 uh, big basis of discipline in my life. So a lot of times when I don't feel like going, I still push myself to go. Yeah. yeah. Going along with discipline. It's like, no, like for me, I live on my own in the dorms now. So like no one else is there to push you, but you. You are you are um, responsible for getting yourself there. Yeah. Yeah. Are you proud of your daughter over there? Yes. <laughs> I mean, oh when when I was you guys' age, to get me to the gym was all comp- competition, so I could be starting eleven, so I could be first string and out there on the pitch as long as possible. You know, so I didn't get subbed out. Yeah. That was. The whole purpose. That was your drive. That was the whole drive. It was training the hardest, running the fastest, pushing those weights as far as I could go, as longest on the Stairmaster, because that was like the hot thing right then. <laughs> you know? Seriously. It still kind of is for some people. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that was so I could get that spot. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys don't even have that spot. I mean... I mean, you're on the golf team, but we're yeah. not like required. It's more like for funsies. I mean, yeah. we did we did back in high school. It was yeah, like, for sure. For me, it was like wrestling. But for me, I was always like on the smaller end. I never had any trouble with wrestling because I was smaller. Um, for three years, you know, I was always on the lower end, so I could always I always got to wrestle those guys that were in their first year, even when I was on my second or third year, mm. which offers a lot of advantages. Um, and being light will also do that for you too. So. Um, but yeah, we were always competing for some sort of a varsity spot. I was on varsity my first two years, and then my second year, or my third year when I moved, is when I got kicked off. Yeah, but, but like high school sports are one thing else. Like college sports are a whole different thing. It's yeah. like you're almost like programmed to live, breathe, and die it. Which at the same time, as much as that was breathed into it, as in my team, I didn't allow it to be my whole existence which separated me from my teammates, too, because I was still in American Advertising Federation and other clubs on campus, like International Club. and mm-hmm. Yeah. 
so i feel like it's different because like i feel like you might not have enjoyed it as much as we do like for we are you surprised that we do it for fun kind of thing i know that's what i'm talking about (laughs) like they don't they're not getting a spot to be on the team to score goals yeah it was never like for me it. it was never it was never the same like for you where you were like you were trying to get that spot for me it was this it was this like i do it as a stress relief at the end of the day like i would run that was my anytime I was like really burned out from whatever was happening, I would just throw the running shoes on and I would go. Mm-hmm. You, you know, and do you I get like a high from running. The oh. runner's high, yeah. Because yeah. I've it's a real like thing. when I do cardio, I don't ever feel that. I feel that like that that high that people talk about. I feel that mostly when I'm hitting free weights, yeah, or something, getting like an actual good pump throughout my body. That's like what I actually feel when I feel like that high. But I don't get it when I run or do cardio at all. Yeah, I don't. I might. I might have to ask my nurse of a wife after this and just be like fine or maybe summer's already got some insight from her her oh. schooling and pt like there's got to be some like biological thing that's the same across like running and weightlifting you know the yeah. cortisol dropping and the endorphins Ooh, we do yeah. a lot of cardio i just don't i don't feel like a runner's high whenever I'm maybe doing she's cardio. not your your forte and what you like yeah yeah, I don't know. For me, it was like it always took me a good minute for my body to like get into the groove. You know, like you have to warm up, which like but I would get f- past that and then I would like I'd find a spot where I was comfortable at a certain pace and my breathing would regulate and then I could I could almost go indefinitely. Like I enjoyed the endurance running type stuff. So, but you know. It's kind of funny cuz I like running a lot actually, <laughs> but when I joined track, I hated it. It made me absolutely hate it. It's kind of like I feel like that can go for a lot of things where like you're kind of forced into it you won't like it but if you find it on your own you'll like it a lot more yeah so what what sort of um like looking back at that transition from like how life was in high school and the high school sports into like where you're at now in a young adult life like looking back what are some of those things you're like man i wish i had taken note or you look at other younger kids and you're like you need to understand this about your journey and like what's what's about to happen to you in life and and what growing up looks like and what are some of the those pieces of advice that you want to offer those coming up behind you and just in terms of not just that self-discipline but you know kind of taking care of yourself and and maintaining that spiritual journey it kind of hits you Right away. I mean, it was a little different for me because I had a transition of a two like a semester in the summer, mm-hmm. where most people don't get that. You just you get right into college, and um, I noticed that even with my transition semester, it like if you don't have it planned out, like you need to have everything figured out. Know like exactly what you're doing the first day because I came to my first lecture class. I was there 15 minutes early. I felt like I was 30 minutes late. They were already starting. I'm not even kidding. You you are also definitely without a doubt your mother's daughter <laughs> pre-planner oh yeah like, i gotta, have everything laid I gotta out. plan out every yeah. hour for school days i just so like i don't forget anything because i will and then uh, i'm like, like that. that's not me i don't forget things yeah once upon a time like so, someone might have looked at my routine and said wow he's he's like he's a planner right because i was always like i always had a five-year plan and at the beginning of every semester i'd reevaluate stuff and mm-hmm. i just as i've gotten older i've thrown a lot out a lot of that out the window. <laughs> I'm more of a roll with the punches kind of guy now. So yeah. no, but I like that. That's, that was super key. Uh, just, just coming out of college, like just realizing you're an adult now. And like, for me, it was almost a de- this depressing reality. Like you can't just fall back on mom and dad at a certain point. You have to like understand. Or even your teachers. Like right. I was, they don't tell you when those tests or quiz are coming. Mm-hmm. You have it's to look in that syllabus. syllabus. Yeah. Put everything <laughs> from the syllabus into my calendar. That's what I learned right away. Because those qu- tests and quizzes pop up quick, and they don't remind you. Mm-hmm. Like it could be the next class period; they're not going to tell you. You could just—they act like it's totally normal, and then it's oh, you got a quiz. Yep. 
and and sometimes you have to read some of the literature about the class before the class yeah, starts because before the lecture or something. And I had a professor who like he started throwing. I think it was a like some accounting class, right? And he starts throwing all of this stuff at us in terms of all these accounting assignments. And half the class was like, oh. I don't even know how to do that function in Excel. And he's like, it was in the documentation. You're supposed to know this before you walk in here. And I was like, oh, so like, I'm like real quick on Google. Like, how do I do this? So I don't have to be one of those guys in class. It's like, I don't know how to do this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, sometimes you gotta, you do have to look ahead and and just see what's coming to try to stave off some of those road bumps. Well, I remember in term in Europe, there was like this massive booklet of stuff you should have, books you should have read, like stuff you should have reviewed, like videos you need to watch online or get out from the library before term in Europe. And it was, I mean, it took me the whole summer to go through all that. And then like, I felt like, man, I didn't do this and didn't do that. But like comparatively to my classmates, whew, I was way ahead of the game. That's why I got paid by them to do tutoring. I didn't have hardly any money. <laughs> so that's how I got fed. Nice. <laughs> Like it. Or a child. <laughs> <laughs> Personally, there's a lot of free food on campus for me, but that's another story. Well, at term in Europe, you were on your own. Whatever money you brought, mm-hmm. that's what you fed yourself. So nice. I had a lot of baguettes. <laughs> you and your bread. <laughs> I knew a lot of people because I studied abroad one semester, and I knew a lot of people in our class that started doing things like cutting other students' hair. And yes. like <laughs> my dad or some. I heard someone does ironing shirts. Yeah. For yep. like the business majors. That's a big thing. Yeah, I. Th- it was pretty much anything to like just find a couple extra euros here and there to like. We really wanted to go to this one place, and I'm like a couple bucks short. So yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts, Josh? Uh, so for my transition out of high school, I guess into what you'd call college life. So I didn't. I I did uh, about like a year and a half at college. Um, but I went to college more because it was expected of me, and not really something I actually wanted to do. Because when I got out of high school, like, I had absolutely no idea. For, like, the longest time, my my goal was just to get out of high school and then jo- go join the Marines. It's like, what I wanted to do. That was my life. Um, my parents actually talked me out of that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so when I got out of high school, I went to college because it was what my parents wanted to do. It's not really what I wanted to do. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, they quickly realized that college was not for me at all. And, uh so yeah, I kind of just started working, and uh, I figured I would either go to the trade school or join the military. At some time, it was still something on my mind. Um, and then after my second or my third semester, I guess I decided I wanted to do law enforcement. Nice. Um, so a couple of the guys in my gym are state troopers, and to me, that seemed to be the most interesting out of all of them. Uh, cops don't get paid as much, or kind of depends on where you are. And sure. when you're a state trooper, there's a base pay that everybody gets paid. Um, so that seems like a better option. Plus, it's just I found them be cooler. Yeah. So I'm actually in the process for that right now. I actually had a test scheduled for tomorrow for the like the first test you have to take, and then sure. they rescheduled it for the 22nd because of weather. But um. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm finding that happens a lot. <laughs> yeah. I already got the buildings are closed for the next two days at my campus. I'm like, we're on spring break, but okay. But yeah, for any kids that are coming out of high school, if you're listening, I would recommend that if you really don't know what you want to do, don't go to college. Yeah. If you're I think 18, it's time. if you're 18, be, money 18 be 20, between 20, if you don't know what you're doing, I would recommend not going to college. Um, maybe go get some like skills, like, you know, do a trade school, or just like what I'm doing now. I, I've learned a lot of things about um, 
stuff I didn't know how to fix before, but I do know do know now. Um, and I do love my job at the church. So, um, yeah, Mike's been asking me if I'm going to stay for, for a long time. <laughs> well, well, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> I definitely think if you do go to college, you have to have a deep drive and passion for whatever career choice yeah. you pick because it, it gets hard. Like right now, I have a, I have a hard bio class, and you really just got to put all your energy and time into that. Yeah. And yeah. It, you have to choose it over hanging out sometimes. Like for me, I can hang out and do study at the same time. I have found my kind of balance with that, but not all the time can I do that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you have to choose to do studying or schoolwork over fun things but in the end it's kind of worth it yeah to get where you really want to be well i also think going the summer term before everyone arrives on campus really helps and if you only take two classes or one class you can kind of like dip in without full throttle of four classes like they normally sign you up for right away it's four classes and then there's there's less distractions because there's less people on campus there's less events going on. There's less temptations. Yeah. So I wish you said yeah. that. Yeah. No, but that is true <laughs> because when I did do my what semester in the summertime, I had the whole campus pretty much myself. So I got to explore not only downtown Flint, but also every single building because there was no one there and they don't have to see you getting lost <laughs> on your first day of classes. It's less embarrassing when no one's yeah, there. It is because yeah. then you can like kind of, oh, what's this room? Walk in it and see what it is. Like that's what I found a lot. And you find kind of, I also find a lot of like uh, shortcuts nice. to avoid traffic. So a lot of hidden staircases that are not labeled that I have been using. <laughs> that's awesome. That's that's my jam. Like that's I, I hate I'm all about They're like get forever. off the beaten path and figure out how to do it without having to throw elbows in the hallway. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I it I agree that like for me college was um it was. It was a struggle because I'm not a multitasker. Nope, <laughs> Anyone who me. knows me well, knows I'm not a multitasker. And so, um, you know, trying to balance work and school was just difficult for me. And I knew like I very quickly found my threshold for like the number of classes I could take and and still do well. Uh, and the more I added on, the lower my grades went. So like for me, it was a very delicate balance. And I was kind of in and out of school because I was balancing that work and, and school. So I took the 10 year route to get my undergrad, you know, and and I bounced around a lot because I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I started, you know, I started off in fire technology and then I, you know, jumped over to communications and then I jumped over to theology, which is ultimately where I graduated. But then I took like I took some graduate business classes and stuff and and bounced around in, in the field of business as well. And so it was just like it was it was a very expensive exploration <laughs> of my future. And I will be paying for it well into retirement. Oh no. <laughs> so. yeah, that's why it's important to do camps. <clears throat> And job shadowing and interns Mm -hmm. and asking questions. That's what I'm really trying to get Maya to do. Her her sister, my daughter, she's going to go in something math or science. But what exactly? Because it's very broad and there's so many options. I'm discovering more and more about the math majors, actually, that I had no idea that there was so many options. I knew a lot of math majors in school and um, I was always like, oh, that sounds terrible. Why would you do that? But all of those people are just like, I can walk into any job I want. (laughs) No, it's because a lot of people don't like math. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Awesome. Summer and Josh, I appreciate you taking the time to come hang out with us uh, on the St. John Life podcast. Uh, It was super cool to get your perspective on Lent. Uh, So 
If you have not checked out the other episodes, there's episode one and two. We do a little intro to our Lenten theme, and uh, the episode two, we get a mom's perspective uh, right before this episode, uh, which was pretty fun, and I got in a ton of trouble for uh, the intro clip <laughs> where there was some makeup fixing. Apparently, I wasn't supposed to publish that, so um, if you want a good giggle, um, unfortunately, at Sarah and Lindsay's expense, you go check out episode two. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we are super excited to continue this journey of bringing discipleship to life here in the Fenton area. So uh, stay tuned. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you in the next one.